Welcome to Together Apart. If you and your significant other spend a lot of time apart due to traveling or demanding schedule, this is the show for you. Dr. Christina Real is a psychologist whose husband works out of state half the year. She brings her personal experience and expertise in dealing with that reality to this show. She and her guests give you practical tools and solutions so you can navigate the unique challenges of sticking together while you're apart. Now, here's Together Apart, hosted by Dr. Christina. Welcome to the eighth episode of the Together Apart podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christina. I'd like to start today's show off by announcing some really exciting news. My website, drreal.com has launched. I am thrilled to share this site with you, so go visit drreal.com and subscribe to my bi-weekly couples challenges, which will be designed to help you and your spouse connect on a deeper level. Get on my email list to be the first to know about new and exciting projects coming out of Together Apart as well. So now on to today's awesome show. I'd like to start by sharing a quote by Dr. Wayne Dyer. If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Meaning, if you're looking at the situations in your life with a mindset focused on the problems and negative perceptions, well, then that's what you're going to see. But if you begin to look at the things in your life from a more positive initial mindset, you'll start to see those things more easily and more often. Today's show will focus on the power of mindset and the amazing things that shifting your mindset around time apart can produce. I'm grateful to have Dr. Megan Cannon on the show to help me talk to you about this topic. So Dr. Megan is a sports psychologist who owns and operates her own company in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Dr. Megan currently works with athletes at varying levels in their career. She's worked with individual athletes and teams at schools such as Johns Hopkins University, Lafayette College, Lehigh University, Old Dominion, and University of Massachusetts, to name a few. She also worked with athletes who have completed in the Ironman Triathlon and CrossFit Games. Dr. Megan has appeared multiple times on ESPN Sports Center as an expert on sports psychology and contributes to a variety of health, sport, and performance podcasts. Dr. Megan also delivers keynote speeches at universities, conferences, and high schools on sports psychology and mental health concepts. We are so very fortunate to have her here today, so welcome, Dr. Megan. Thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to doing this. Talking about and thinking about mindset, um, you obviously work with a lot of athletes. And in my work with athletes as well, it's so important to understand what mindset is and understand how it affects your overall both well-being, performance, and things like that. So how do you usually explain mindset and its effects to your clients? When talking about mindset, I like to really start where you're talking about of defining what exactly is this, you know, it's a word that we use a lot. It's a word that we hear a lot, but what really is it? And when we boil it down, mindset is the frame in which we have for the world. It's the way that we view things. It's the way that we think about things. It's almost, if you want to visualize, you know, a pair of sunglasses, you know, that's the glasses in which we see and perceive things that occur in our lives day to day overall. And our mindset is influenced by where you live, your family, your value system, you know, where you went to school, you know, there's all these things that really play into our mindsets that develop over time. But when it, like I said, you know, really what it boils down to is it's the the filter in which mentally we put things through that impact our perception and view of, of the world and what we 
and who we interact with. And so if we think about this from a standpoint of being in a couple or a family relationship where you're often apart, what stands out to me is the thoughts and the frame which with, with which we view being apart from our spouse or our partner. Mm-hmm. And the draw to having you come on today was really to talk about this frame and how it affects the way that you act with your spouse, the way that you feel overall, your well-being, and the way you get through life while you're apart from your spouse, whether it's filled with a lot of difficult emotions like feeling sadness or feeling angry or, you know, having your mindset sort of direct your experiences or actions. When you work with athletes and when when you work with your clients, what are the things that you notice that mindset affects the most? Yeah, well, you mean automatically or or I guess pretty pretty automatically, it influences our feelings. If I'm walking into, you know, using an athlete example, if I'm walking into whatever gym I'm competing at, and if my thoughts are, all right, this is cool, I am excited, or I am looking forward to playing this team, or I'm really, I'm looking forward to playing today. If that's what your mindset is, you're going to feel excited. You're going to, most likely, then it's going to influence your behavior. You're going to attack your workout or warm up, you're going to like be on the court first, you know, you're not going to be waiting in the waiting room and and Mm -hmm. lagging versus if you're walking into that exact same situation. And mentally, the thoughts going through your mind are, oh, I don't feel like this today. I don't know how this is going to go. Last time I played here, it didn't go well. That whole paradigm really swings in a more negative direction. So exact same situation. But now rather than feeling excited and confident, you might be feeling more nervous or almost like dreading going out there and just wanting to get it over with. So now you may not attack your warm up. You may not be feeling very, or you're feeling more anxious, but you're then as you're warming up and stuff, it's, it's kind of harder to get into that flow and get into that zone of playing. And so when it then applies to the world of when you're in a, in a relationship, the way that you view that mental distance from your partner or view the, the situation in general is really going to color your day-to-day emotions about it. But then also behaviorally, you know, those three things are very much linked together. And when I talk about that with athletes, the thoughts, feelings, and behaviors out of the three, the thing that we have the most influence over is our thoughts. And, you know, I mean, yes, we have automatic thoughts, which again, go back to kind of our mindset and the values that you have in, in a, a much bigger scheme. But Although those automatic thoughts come in, we we have influence over that second, third, fourth, fifth, subsequent thought. If we're thinking about those thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, exactly what you said before about how if you are approaching your time apart from your spouse with thought like, when my spouse travels, I'm not able to handle things, or this is going to be such a difficult situation, I'm not going to be able to function, or when my spouse leaves, everything falls apart, or if your mindset is always, uh, from a very negative standpoint, um, feeling abandoned, feeling left, you know, those those thoughts and feelings just go straight in a negative direction. It's very hard to influence those when our mindset is that it's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. So if we're if if your approach is travel is bad or this demanding schedule is bad or this demanding schedule is always a challenge, you're sort of setting your thought thought structure up to Mm -hmm. be negative and you're setting your feelings up to go negative. So your example about going into, you know, a a competition and feeling like you're going to get beat. Like Mm -hmm. the last time I was here, things went this way. And so it's going to go this way again. If you're looking at the world through that framework, it's it's like that self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Mm -hmm. It's 
more likely to slide down that slippery slope to exactly where you don't really want it to go, but mm-hmm. that your mindset is directing it to go. Absolutely. And it it's it's a ripple effect. And so if that's that initial overall filter mindset-wise that traveling or being away from your spouse falls into, well, then every behavior or interaction is now passing through that same filter. And so, you know, if they call or if it's, you know, there's maybe a certain meeting in a period of time during the day that you just know is, is more or less difficult to reach out to them or contact them, any anything that they do, mm-hmm. you know, even if it is calling a little bit later because they got held up in a meeting, but they address it initially, even though they're telling you why that happened and, and explaining to you and communicating to you, that filter is automatically like, well, they were late because they prioritized this before me and blah, 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 blah. And so it then all those interactions, our brain looks for evidence, right? To, to right. then kind of stack up against it of, of why then the traveling and being apart is so stressful. And so that filter not only influences, you know, the, the overall picture, but then those continued interactions really get chunked into a more negative cycle. So if you um, work to change the frame with which you see travel and distance and time apart, then you have the opportunity for, for those experiences to pass through this new filter that is more, um, positive, that is more, um, directed toward what you might like to think on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And you have a better opportunity to influence the, some of the thoughts that may come up that are automatic, that are more difficult. And and you have a better opportunity to sort of grab those and, and look for evidence to sort of refute them versus this confirmatory, I'm confirming my mindset, I'm confirming what I thought originally, you know, so how do you work with people to start to shift their mindset? If you have someone who comes in and, you know, they're, they're approaching whatever situation they're in. And in this case, it, it, it's approaching the situation of being apart as, as being all negative or, or as, yeah. um, where their mindset is that it, it's a bad thing or that I'm not going to be able to get through it or that the travel is causing a rift in my marriage or the travel is causing my spouse to be distant from their child. How do you start to give people the skills to, to shift and, and what are kind of the first things that you talk about when it comes to buy-in to shifting mindset? First and foremost, we have to start thinking about our thinking and awareness is really the the must have this to get past go situation yes. because <laughs> if I'm not aware of what my thoughts are, they, you know, they, I, I, then I, I'm clueless. I don't really know what direction to take them. Mm-hmm. And so having that awareness, I, I compare it with the athletes I work with to construction, which doesn't matter where you are in the country, you are very familiar with road construction, yes. right? And so when building new roads, you know, it doesn't just like, poof, like show <laughs> up and appear there all in one, one moment in time. There are a lot of steps that it has to take to then eventually becomes, you know, this, this very drivable, sustainable, quick traveling, ideally road. Mentally, we have to create that same pathway. Awareness of thought isn't going to be something that just happens overnight. It's not even going to be something that happens habitually, you know, within just doing it for a week. And so it's starting to pay attention to your thoughts, not only the thoughts in and surrounding the situation with your spouse, but also just throughout your day. It's just getting into that habit, which when we are more stressed, which if this is a situation which is more stressful, we it, it's oftentimes more difficult. And so just kind of practicing that awareness daily in and outside of that situation is really the the first and foremost. And then once you have that awareness, start to really observe and identify what are these thoughts that you're having? Are there certain trends to them? Are there certain 
consistent thoughts that you're having, you know, once you're aware of what your thoughts are, you can really take a look at them to find out, all right, what are some of the, the situations that are a little bit more triggering for me? Or what are some of the thoughts that I am thinking about when they leave or when they try to call? And so once you're aware of what your thoughts are, you can really, you know, do a little bit of an observation. The What I like doing with the athletes I work with is, you know, having just list what are some of the thoughts that you have, you know, before you compete? And then what are some of the thoughts you recall having after or during your competition rather? And when we sit and do it, and then after they, they list all these thoughts, we identify different percentages of, well, how much of your thoughts are going in this direction versus how much of your thoughts are going in this other direction and this direction. And so you really get to see, wow, is like 60% of my thoughts going in the direction of how annoyed I am that they're leaving. Uh-huh. And you know, it's 10% of my thoughts about the fact that you know, I'm excited for them to come home, but then 15% of my thoughts are about all the things I need to do with the kids, you know, and so it's then you're able to see the direction a little bit more clearly of, of what directions your thoughts really continue to go. And then at that point, so once you have that awareness, and you're more familiar with what the thoughts are surrounding the situation, you can then start to work towards reframing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when you're in that process, you know, I, I think sometimes it's like, oh, well, I'll just think positive, and let's just, you know, spit rainbows, rainbows out of and butterflies, right? <laughs> like, and that's, and that's not the situation, because I could say, over here and be like, oh yes, like I love it. It's the best situation ever. But if I don't believe it, yeah. you know, I mean, come on, it's it's we, we're going to call BS on ourselves. Realistic, so, exactly. And so you know, once you have that awareness of what they are, you're observing the directions they're going. You can really then analyze those thoughts and work on reframing those things that for you are more triggering or are more heartfelt than maybe someone else in your position because that's just what you, where your mind and your mm-hmm. mindset and your values prioritize. Right. You know, when you talk about awareness, I think it's such a key part of this this whole thought process, right? If, if you don't have an awareness of, of what your mindset is and if it is an, an, a more negative mindset, you mm-hmm. don't have the opportunity to analyze and understand where your thoughts are going. And I love the idea of kind of putting it down on paper and getting an idea of what your what percentage of your thoughts is going in what direction. Um, because you're right, you may have some thoughts that are like, oh, I'm really happy for, for him him or her to come home, or I'm really excited that they're getting this opportunity with their with their business, or, or maybe it, it's something like that. But if the majority of your thoughts are in a direction of sort of breeding resentment or mm-hmm. filtering through that negative mindset, it doesn't matter how many of the other positive ones are if the majority are negative, then it's almost like a majority rules sort of situation mm-hmm. where y- you, you're kind of on a losing battle. <laughs> right. Um, right. And, and, you know, to kind of just piggyback on the example you were using and, and kind of talking this out of, of how these reframes don't necessarily have to automatically be like, oh my gosh, I love this situation. It's right. totally, you know, when it's I was the best. 10, the, the family situation and scenario, I envisioned my entire life. Like, right. no, we don't have to do that. But in your example, um, you know, of, you know, maybe there's a percentage of the thoughts that's like, all right, I'm excited for my partner because they're having this business opportunity. You know, if that's 10% of the thoughts, but then like 70% of them right. are negative. Well, this is now maybe the foothold of where we can have some of those reframes start to happen uh-huh. because, you know, oftentimes in the moment when we're going through situations, it can be really tough to see around it. But are these traveling opportunities or traveling years or, or situations something that for the long-term trajectory of your family is going to be a really good thing, right? right? And so, you know, it's starting to, and and that positive factor, you know, maybe has nothing to do with that. It's a great opportunity for your partner. But the reason I wanted to circle back to that example was, you know, even if it's the minority of a percentage of, okay, I'm excited for this person to get back or 
this is a great opportunity for them or this is, you know, whatever it might be. In terms of starting to reframe your thoughts, that might be a good place to start is kind mm-hmm. of reflecting on that and, and helping that percentage start to grow. Because mm-hmm. if that starts to grow, well, mm-hmm. the thoughts have to give somewhere else. And so that, that can be a good, helpful first step, really kind of leaning into some of that positive rather than like starting to really tackle that negative right off yeah. the bat. So we get some buy-in on the positive to get that momentum flowing. Right, right, right. So something that can be pretty uh, universal in in this uh, situation of living this together apart lifestyle, a lot of the times it's a necessity, Mm -hmm. right? The person has a job and that job provides for the family or that job provides for the couple. And so that can be a very practical place to start if even if 100% of your thoughts are negative, Mm -hmm. right? You are gaining something by being in this situation. Um, It may not be your first choice. It may not be an easy situation to be in, but there is a gain. There is a give and take that you're that that you're 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 involved in when it comes to living this lifestyle. So um, if you can lean in sort of to the practical um, benefits of being in this kind of a relationship or having a spouse that has this kind of a job. you can begin to cultivate that positive, even if it's not there to begin with. And I would challenge everybody to find at least one thing or one thought that is positive, because usually it's it's living there. You just have to dig a little bit to find it. But but even if you feel like it's totally not there, the practicalities and the the facts of the situation are that you likely are receiving something for their time apart or or their time away. And I really like the fact that you know, you're talking about this idea of of leaning in and um, finding those things that are kind of the bright spots, because that's, like you said, kind of the breeding ground for finding that more positive mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, something that comes to mind then, you know, of, of in these situations, in addition to the practical benefit of, you know, we can assume, you know, monetary or, or experience, you know, there's, there's reasons yeah. for that. But then, you know, in, in certain avenues, is there a benefit to not seeing your partner all the time? Then you're kind of doing this thought analysis and start to get stuck beyond that practical, Mm -hmm. focusing then on, okay, you know, if you're around that person constantly all the time, is that all positive too? Right. You know, and, and having, are there benefits to having night or weeks that you are at home, whether it's alone or with the kids, you know, after they go to bed, do you then have free reign of whatever you do after that? Is there Time more flexibility? Time to watch the crown. <laughs> right? Yeah, right? Like, or whatever's on Netflix. Or do you then have the opportunity to, do you sleep better, actually? Is there no one right. snoring next to you? Is right. there, you know, and so, although it, it may seem... You know, it's like, well, I care about my partner and I love them. So I don't want to think about the benefits of them not being here. Right. But, you know, you are an individual or everybody's an individual that chooses, you know, to, to be partnered with another person if that's the direction you choose to go. But having those moments of, of getting some time to yourself and, and getting to almost live that balance of you have that partnership, but then also you do have some independent evenings where you get to be the captain of the ship of what, what gets to happen mm-hmm. and, and you get to go to bed whenever you want and don't have to worry about someone else's alarm going off. And, you know, there's, there's other some more practical others, you know, some people may really enjoy that alone time. So it's, it might be some more of a self-care piece, but that's another direction of when challenging these filters that can be at times pretty negative surrounding partners being gone. Um, it's not like the schema that we've, we've always known, you know, right. the, the, the more traditional, I guess, family system that is identified in our culture. Mm-hmm. You know, there are, you know, these benefits to not being around each other all the time. And it could be a, another place to kind of lean into ex- and explore to reframe some of those more negative thoughts. 
Yeah. No. And I think that's so important because what you said about, you know, the idea is I don't want to think about what's positive about him being gone or her being gone. It's kind of a mental barrier that we might put up in order to protect our relationship. And, and I think that you're right, that there is room to see what some of the positives are for your own self-development or, or even your relationship. People who are together all the time, nonstop, that have a very enmeshed relationship actually can come out with some great difficulties as well. So it's it's a lot of the time thinking about, okay, is the grass always greener on the other side? How is your relationship maybe benefiting um, from the the time apart? Are you not always, you know, on top of one another, things like that? But it, you can have a, a barrier within to even thinking about going there. And so I appreciate that you brought that up as, as an option. How do you begin to get people to kind of redefine this mindset space after you've identified those thoughts and, and have done those reframes? Is there anything that you do with clients to sort of re- define that mindset and say, okay, now we've, you know, analyzed these thoughts. Now we've done these reframes. Like, what can we kind of deduce from that? Yeah. Well, I think part of it, you know, is, is in within that process, whenever it happens is talking about how thoughts are simply mental events. Some of them are true. Some of them are not true. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll sometimes use the example and I'll have them get up and be like, right, I want you to stand on that side of the room. And I want you to just think and even say out loud, I cannot walk to the other side of the room. I cannot walk to the other side of the room. And then I tell them to keep saying that and thinking it, but like, walk towards me. So clearly, you know, our thoughts, just because they're happening in our own head, does not mean that they're true, does not mean that they're false. And so it's, I think, establishing that relationship with them. And if we are aware of them, familiar with the directions that they tend to go, we then can increase, you know, our ability of, of looking towards the evidence in those moments when they happen. Because that's really the goal, right? Is uh-huh. is you know, initially may not be able to observe those thoughts in the moments and, and actively do something with them to redirect them, especially if emotionally we're, we're more activated and engaged, can mm-hmm. be more of a challenge. But over time, it's getting and having that mindset of, okay, here's a thought. Is this true? Is this not true? Let's find the evidence. Let's kind of observe this. So then you're more critically thinking as you're going throughout your day and interacting with others and, and doing what you do so that, you know, in time, there are still going to be thoughts about resentment and the negatives and that, you know, we're not going to completely rid our thoughts from them. Exactly. But just because we're having that thought doesn't mean we have to engage in it. And so we're more aware and we're able to put those thoughts through a more critical filter rather than just automatically believe anything that comes into our head. We can also choose, is this a thought that's like helpful for me to have right now? Or, you know, what, I'm actually in the middle of doing something with my kids or I'm driving or I'm about to get a phone mm-hmm. call with my spouse. It's probably not helpful for me to think about the 27 reasons why I hate this Yeah, <laughs> three minutes before we get onto the phone call or like get on the phone because that's probably going to color that interaction in a more negative right. direction. You're both going to hang up feeling not comfortable. And then, (laughs) right. And so then that ultimately just goes over to reinforce that entire pattern. And so with the athletes I work with, we talk a lot about, you know, having a growth mindset, having that idea of just because this is the direction or patterns of my thoughts right now, if it's, I'm practicing it and I'm aware of this and I'm, I'm, actively intentionally doing things to be aware of my mindset, challenge my thoughts and, and be more critical of not blindly believing things, that becomes an active process that we then just start to do. And it really grows our mindset in a more growth direction rather Mm -hmm. than, well, this is how the situation is. This is how it's always going to be. And this is just how it's going to stay. I, you know, I remember from my own experiences that very early in Matt's travel with his current position, um, we had to have a lot of talks about this and about the way that I was approaching his business trips because I would take like the day or two before when it would have been optimal to really connect with my spouse. 
I was filtering all my thoughts through this idea that I was going to be extremely lonely and that it would be easier to push him away before he left than it would be to feel sort of the disconnect that happened when he actually left. So I was losing all of this time that I could have been actively engaged in our relationship based on the mindset that I had that I was going to be lonely and that it was going to be easier to not feel so lonely if I disconnected now. And it was more of like this self-percept, well, what I thought was self protective kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And once I started to become aware of that and, um, kind of think about what thoughts I was having that le- was leading to the behavior of of pushing my husband away, I began to realize that it really wasn't in my best interest to do that um, because it was really causing a lot of problems in our relationship. And so once I realized that that was the filter that everything was going through, it was almost like this idea of, well, what do I want? Do I want to keep thinking this way and getting the outcome that I'm getting? Or do I want to work to shift my mindset so that I can get a different outcome? And this is a lot of what I often talk to my clients about and my and the couples uh, that I am beginning to work with about is, is this idea that like you have a choice about what outcome that you're going to get and you have a, a choice with how your thoughts and mindset direct you toward one outcome versus the other. Now, it's not always going to be 100% foolproof because we know that even if you have a great mindset, sometimes you lose. <laughs> yeah. right? it, just, it just is what it is. Um, Um, But the evidence over time is that a positive mindset, a more balanced mindset will direct your behavior and your thoughts through to a more positive or a more beneficial or balanced outcome. What have you seen with your clients as far as when these mental shifts take place, what outcomes they get? Yeah, you know, it's it's I always really enjoy talking about awareness and first we talk about like body awareness and then you know emotional and physical awareness and mental awareness and it's so funny when they just come in and they're like oh my gosh I never realized that I did this or I never realized I did that or when we're doing you know that that mental kind of like analysis of what are those thoughts Mm -hmm. I think it's really interesting when you actually really legitimately give yourself the time to sit there Mm -hmm. Um, the majority of the athletes I work with when they're reflecting on that piece of paper there are at least one or two thoughts or 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 maybe a percentage is a lot larger than they thought there's always surprises there. Mm-hmm. And so, and I think that's part of the unique part about being a human, you know, whether we're talking whatever area of life that we're in mm-hmm. is that we automatically assume that we know ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're just like, oh yeah, well, I'm an expert on me because I live with me all the time and I, I need to get to know this other person. When in reality, we really need to spend some time to getting to know ourselves as well. And so I think that's <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the process is that through, yes, we're talking about performing and we're talking about, you know, other or things outside of that relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. But when we become aware of just our experience and, and and things like that, there's a new kind of confidence, I think, that kind of comes along with that. And when you start to just know yourself and it's, I mean, all of these emotions, whether they feel more or less comfortable, they're all good to experience. They're, they're yeah. not good. They're not bad. They just are. Mm-hmm. And so it's really interesting, I think, when people kind of get to learn themselves in certain situations that, you know, maybe emotionally trigger them in one direction or another, or certain situations and and ways that their mind kind of automatically jumps. I think it's really surprising for a lot of people. And the more we get familiar with it, you know, some of the things we may choose to adjust, some of the things, you know, work against us, other things really work for us, but it's neat to just get to know yourself so that you can make the decisions rather than all these things kind of just happening below our awareness. Mm -hmm. And it's almost really empowering to be able to go into a situation knowing what your thoughts are and, and with the ability to say, okay, you know, I can use some evidence to balance these out to hopefully feel better 
you know, through this business trip or feel better through this time where, you know, our schedules are, are causing us to be passing ships in the night or, um, you know, get through this time where it's a lot more time apart. And if you have that empowerment, it, it gives you control. And in a very, in a, in a situation where it often feels like you're out of control, you know, in working with a lot of clients myself, I, I find that once you begin to have that perception of control and, and that empowerment to be able to say, I know what I'm thinking. I know what these, these thoughts are producing emotionally for me. And I'm going to choose to try to balance them or modify them or reframe them to hopefully get in a, a different outcome. You offer yourself this opportunity for growth as a person and as a couple, and you can really start to see positive outcomes in your relationship. You know, if if you are continually approaching things from this negative mindset that's producing negative emotions and negative thoughts and negative interactions, there is so much power in being able to say, I can make a difference here. Mm-hmm. I can change something. I can balance something. I can do something to affect the ripple of this situation. Right. Because at the end of the day, our thoughts are whipping through our head, whether we're yeah. aware or not. Right. Our feelings. I mean, and this is something I like. I tell the athletes I work with all the time is if your feelings weren't necessary, because I think culturally there's and and our communication and our language we label feelings, especially certain yeah. ones, as like, oh, don't be sad, don't be angry, like like bad. We don't want to feel yeah. certain things. But if we didn't need them, like they would have evolved out of us. Like right. there are <laughs> organs that, like as humans, like we don't have anymore because we don't need them. Emotions, however staying strong like the right. court like they have been there since the beginning and so they're gonna happen no matter what right. but if you have that awareness of what our thoughts are awareness and just acknowledging of what your emotions are that's not saying you're always feeling comfortable but if I'm gonna be stressed and really angry if I'm at least aware that you know mm-hmm. what I am really stressed right now and I am pissed yeah like I'm now kind of dropping the rope I'm aware I'm not gonna fight against myself of like no I just need to just calm down I have to just get back to what I'm doing no I am angry. I am anxious. This is why, okay, yeah. this is going to be a tough day. What do I want to do about it? You know, it's just right. moments of settling ourselves, and that's where it's it's really, really powerful. They're going to happen anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, well it's bring like awareness to it. Right. If it's not like if you're not aware of it, that they're just going to go away. <laughs> they're there. Um, they so are you there. Might as well, you might as well jump on board. Yeah, um, lean in. You know, and and the to go back and and to sort of you know tie a nice bow on this. The idea is not to create a mindset of rainbows, butterflies, and unicorns. You know, um, I can tell you factually, my husband right now is away. I don't love it. I'm not super excited about it. It's not my favorite thing in the world. It also doesn't control how I feel every single day. And it doesn't control how I connect with my husband. Because I've worked really hard on all of these things that we're talking about, right, to balance that out and to acknowledge the loneliness and say, yes, this is a product of the current life situation that we're in. I do feel lonely and it's okay. And I do sometimes feel upset and angry, especially when I have a really stressful day and I'm parenting by myself. But that's okay. And I can also be a bunch of other things. I can also have a, a, a mindset of growth, right? So I can, I can also have a growth mindset where I can say, you know, I'm reaching towards something and I, um, I'm, I'm going to use this in a, in a positive way for myself. But the idea is that the acknowledgement of some of those things that are challenging helps you to balance them with evidence to support 
maybe being able to get through it anyway and to be able to connect with your spouse anyway and to be able to have a positive relationship with your spouse anyway, despite feeling some of these other things. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. When you're at least aware of what those feelings are and you can lean into it, it is surprising, you know, in just giving that awareness to it, it doesn't change the situation. It doesn't alter like that immediate present moment, but it kind of helps our brain just like take a nice deep breath. And yeah. so although, you know, you still may be having those feelings of resentment or anger, it kind of helps release a little bit of that pressure and intensity so that then, you know, that interaction might go mm -hmm. a little bit more smoothly, or you can then go do something. You can think a little bit more clearly mm -hmm. since that emotional intensity simply through acknowledging and accepting like, yeah, I'm not a fan of this situation right yeah. now. There's nothing I can do to change it. I am really aggravated. Yeah. And so what what can I at least do right now that might make me feel a little better? Do I have to go mm -hmm. watch the office for right. 30 <laughs> minutes or do I need to like go on a run or like, you know, what, what right now would be helpful yeah. for me to do? And, and then using that information to approach the next situation from a mindset that's more balanced. Mm -hmm. Right. So instead of approaching it from that really detrimental mindset that's cr that creates some some difficulties, how can I approach it from a mindset that's more balanced based on my previous experience? Absolutely. I so appreciate you being here today and talking with me about mindset. Is there anything that you feel like is really important to to leave us on? I think the the really big pieces, you know, we're talking here and, and talking about all of these things and kind of going through step one, step two, it, yeah. but is knowing that, you know, similarly to all things in life, you know, our mindset, no matter where, you know, where the state it's at right now, it didn't just develop overnight. And so any mm -hmm. sh shifts or changes, and, and there's research out there very much supporting our ability to do this, you know, in, in terms of re-establishing different neural pathways and, and things mm -hmm. like that. But it's it's the consistency over time, you know, mm -hmm. a week, even a month, you know, it's there. And there still may be some days where it just, nope, not happening. Mm -hmm. I am just mad and I'm going to sit in this today and that's okay. You know, and so mm -hmm. I think it's always really helpful when trying to um, approach changing a mindset or changing a habit, really, you know, when we boil it down to a mindset, you know, is, is ultimately a, a habit of our direction of thoughts is that it is a process and it's okay to have days that feel easier than others in doing this. Um, and sometimes it might be discouraging because I remember working with an athlete who was like, I'm trying to think more positive and it's just not happening. And we had, you know, <laughs> you've been doing it for like three weeks and it's like, all right, man, like cut yourself a break. You know, there's, there's a lot yeah. of stuff going on and when life gets more stressful, it might be more challenging to do. And it's not an overnight process, but it's something that with intention if it's you continue to do it and really, really try almost like a new like exercise, you know, routine yeah. or, or new, you know, food, nutritional program you're trying to follow, you know, those results happen with that consistency over time. Yeah. And, you know, you bring up neuropathways and, and how we have the ability to kind of create and influence that interesting to think about the the biological basis of the way these things work and the way that mindset really does influence um, us on a biological level. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's it's hopeful, you know, we, we, we can change even even in the, into adulthood, you know, there's evidence and research that shows with consistency, it does change. It might take a little while, but you know, it, it will, it will over time get easier. You may not notice it, you know, in the couple of weeks, but it does get easier. And then over time yeah. becomes the stronger habit. Yeah. Thank you so much, Dr. Megan, for being here today. I really appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This was a fun conversation. Thank you all for tuning in to the eighth episode of Together Apart. We were so fortunate to have Dr. Megan come on and talk about mindset. And I hope you all were really able to gain some very practical tools and solutions for shifting your mindset. As always, like and share the podcast. Get on drreal.com. 
And always um, know that you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram. And I'm excited to be back here next Monday to share another episode of Together Apart with you. Thank you for tuning in to Together Apart with Dr. Christina. For more resources and information, head over to drreal.com. Be sure to hit the subscribe button and join us next time for another episode of Together Apart.